Jake. It's that time of the week again. Time for another episode of the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Jake. I'm Joe. This week's episode 75. Today for you, we got the usual stuff, talking about ourselves a little bit. We deserve it. Yes, absolutely. It's all about us, ultimately. Song of the week, as usual. Some good stuff coming your way. And then we're going to talk about something that uh, is a little bit heavier than usual. Although, I say that, but we have covered some heavy stuff in the past. Uh, This is going to talk about apologizing and what it means to apologize and whether or not it's even, for lack of a better phrasing, worth it to apologize. Um, That's really poor phrasing. No, it's good phrasing and it'll keep the listeners ready. Okay. It's tickling their brain folds. That's episode three. That's the third time I've (laughs) said it. All right, well, Joe, besides getting a sick haircut, what did you do this week? Don't lie. Don't lie. I like it. Why? Because it's- Tell me what it's, Tell me what qualities of the, about this haircut that you enjoy. It's something other than something basic. You think I'm basic? When it comes to haircuts, but that's okay. But it's just nice to, isn't it nice to do something spicy? I, I do feel like a pretty spicy boy. Right. Yeah, so I got a haircut today. Uh, been needing one for a long time. <sighs> got got a new car. <laughs> Actually, right. it was a pretty eventful week. Oh yeah, um, that's true. You got a car. Yeah. So last week, last week, wow, beginning of last week, Michaela and I decided to sell her car, and I mean, really, it was more my doing than hers. Right. Um, I came. I I'm the one who hatched the scheme and came up with the plan. Um, but I know I've mentioned in the last few episodes, or the, specifically the one where we talked about budgeting, how I hated that we were spending so much a month on car payments. Yes. So I'd been kind of thinking about this for a few weeks, and I wanted to get away from having two car payments. I wanted to go from two to one, and then hopefully someday zero car payments. So we owed little enough on her car that I knew I could sell it private party and get more for it than what we owed so we could just pay it off and then I could use the remainder to buy myself a cheap car, give her the nicer one, and then just drive a crappy car to and from work to save money. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday of last week, I think it was, I took her car to Central Main Motors right here in Waterville to have it appraised to see what it might be worth for trade-in and maybe skip the hassle of selling a private party. They only offered me 1500 to two grand. Holy cow. For that car. That's it's ridiculous. a 2012, nearly top of the line trim. Yeah. With eighty thousand miles on it, and they offered me fifteen hundred to two grand. With I think it, worth adding is like as dark as you can legal tinting. Yes, dark tinted rim uh, windows rather, and I had plasti dipped the rims and then washed all the plasti dip off, so they were in like brand new looking condition. There was a few things cosmetically wrong with the car, but overall it was in very very good shape for the year and had very low miles for the year. So the fact that they're only going to give me 1500 bucks, that's just crazy. They would have profited a lot on Oh that. yeah. Well, I looked up I looked up uh cruises of the same year that um, a lot of them had like 30 or 40,000 more miles than this one did for the year yeah. and they were still selling them at dealers for like 7 or 8 grand. That's ridiculous. So they would have made an insane profit off this car. Yeah. So I decided that I would list it private party. And I posted it on Facebook Friday afternoon, probably yes. at like four or five o'clock. 
for five grand. And we sold it by, well, the, the people came over Friday night and looked at it and bought it that night. Yeah. So like later on in the day, I had sold it already. Wait, no, wait. Is that how the timeline was? I feel like it was, was it Saturday that the official purchase was made? And then Sunday you got your car. Yeah, that's what it was. I had a coworker who was selling a 2008 Toyota Corolla with 220,000 miles. That's nothing. For 1500 bucks. Nice. So I sold her car, paid off the remainder of the loan, bought this Corolla. So now I'm rocking around in a car that's coming up on a quarter of a million miles. And honestly, I just think I'm going to see how long I can push this thing. You should. If I hit 300,000 in it. That'd be cool, right? That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. And now you only have one payment. Yeah, we have one payment. So we're saving uh, like 250, 260 bucks a month there. And because we don't have a payment on the vehicle, we only have to have liability insurance on this Corolla. Mm. So we're saving money there in insurance. And this Corolla is better on gas and uses regular instead of supreme unleaded. So we're saving money on gas too. So three areas. Good. So... Yeah, felt pretty good. I, f- I feel really good, and I'm looking forward to doing budget this week because I get to change some things around and watch some numbers move. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> good. What about you? I didn't really do anything. Well, I got my hair cut, too. You are looking very good over there. Thanks, man. Well, actually, I guess it is kind of worth mentioning because when I moved to Augusta in November, uh. I kind of was in that situation where I already had established places to go for certain things. Right. Like for my car uh, and for haircuts especially. I always would go to Allen's Cut Above in Skowhegan. So for the longest time, I just kept going to Skowhegan whenever I was in town to just get my haircut when I lived in Augusta. Yeah. Uh, and I went to this, I went to that Penny's place, which you right. go to. Yep. Um, and that was, that was fine. There's nothing wrong with that place. But, uh, I decided to go to this place even closer to me. It's less than a mile away called, I think it was- It's just Barber Salon. Yeah, it's Augusta's Barber Salon. One word. One word. Yeah. So it's basically like a modern men's grooming, I guess you could say, salon because it's like, this is this will give you the idea of the type of place. You go in and like there's a decal of like a, a skeleton guy. It's all cool. It's like, check me out. I'm a barber shop, right? <laughs> but I'm cool because it's a skeleton. Yeah. So I walk in and, dude, I'm not even kidding when I tell you that every guy in there, super friendly, they're loving it. They love the job and you can tell. And I think it was the owner. He comes in, he uh, looks at me and says, hey, you got an appointment? I said, oh, no, I'm just a walk in if that's okay. And he's like, oh, man, we're always booked here, uh, but let me see what I can do for you. So he brings me over to the book and he says, oh yeah, I got a cancellation at 10.30, so come on right back. And it was like 9.30 at that point, not a big deal. Uh, I live four minutes away. Right. So, so I go back and yeah, I got my hair cut by this dude. I think his name was Mike. Um, Mikey, yeah. shout out to you, Mike. I know you're out there listening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's just really cool, dude. I love what he gave me and he was very knowledgeable about the haircut, which I think I told you. He kept asking me things like, do you have, I wish I knew the other term, term, but he was like, do you do a traditional part or something else part? And I'm like, uh. Was it hard part? 
Hard part, I think. Yeah, I don't know what that even means. That's it's funny that because that's the term you used the other day when you were when you originally told me this story. You said hard part. Oh, and I didn't remember the traditional. And right, and so there. I I'm, two I'm in, the story. I went in. I went in pennies today. Yeah, and I'm sitting there for a haircut, and I'd never heard the term hard part. Yeah, and there was a dude who had just gotten there, and he went over and sat down in one of the chairs, and he says to the girl who's going to be cutting his hair, "Yeah, if you could just like shorten it up on the side, and then give me a really hard part." I'm like, "What? I'd never heard that term yeah. before. You said it the other day, and of course, two days later, I hear it in a barber shop. I still have no idea what it means. The only thing I can think of is a hard part is where your hair doesn't naturally part, because kind of doesn't it have a natural it can part? like I don't think I, it doesn't look like you have a hair, yeah. hairline that has like a defined part. I really don't. Huh. I don't know. Anyway, it's a cool place, to, modern place to get a haircut. I loved it, and that's all I really have to say. Shout out to those guys; they're great, very friendly. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You're the man. Wait, other, what? Uh, wait. Uh, uh, other than yeah, that, wait. Went and saw. A, a <laughs> oh movie. yeah, that's right. We saw. Yeah, we can talk about that. Long shot. Okay, let's talk about it. Was it the long shot or long shot? Long shot, I think. No, it was the long shot or okay. a long shot. Or it wasn't a long shot. Something long shot. I think it was just long shot. I think it is now too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's with Seth Rogen and... Char... Char... Charlize? Charlize Theron. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good name. That's a sexy it name. It is. It really is. She did a good job like encompassing who she is in yeah. her name. So... Honestly, she did a good job choosing her name. Honestly, on the grand scheme of things, I would give that movie like a five. Whoa, maybe not even a six. Like what? You didn't like it? It was just like it was a Seth Rogen movie. It was a good Seth Rogen movie. Was it though? Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed. I mean, the whole point of it was that it's a long shot, right? Uh huh. But the premise was just like. Mm, so weirdly specific. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. I like, liked it. Yeah. There was one scene that I I laughed out loud pretty hard when he <laughs> went to run oh, down the stairs. Yeah. He tripped and fell on his face. That was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. I laughed pretty hard. There are there are really funny moments in it, and and they're all good. Seth Rogen movies are all funny. I just I didn't find it particularly like in a standout way okay. like I probably wouldn't watch it again yeah I mean but. I wouldn't say it was like a stellar like that was so original right like it, it was a pretty tried and true done story but I think it was done in a Seth rogan way and it made it good yeah, I don't know I good. enjoyed it drugs in it of course it's a Seth Rogen movie <laughs> and uh, so I guess the last thing that I really did this week was finish up some labs for school and some pre-labs, some worksheets. And this dude, is the final stretch for it's you. It's the final countdown. Are, your teachers probably aren't even having you do anything very serious this last week. No, it's just catching up, yeah. making sure. They're like, okay, this is where you, we want you to be. So do that, and once you're there, you can just not be here anymore. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. I only have one lab left in one class. Just don't go. What are they going to do? Fail you? <laughs> no. I, I honestly could just dip until my certification on Friday, but I don't want to risk getting Bs. Yeah, that would be real horrible if you got a B. I am really, really glad that I got all A's because my 
company that I work for now, they're constantly asking me, what mm-hmm. were your grades in college? Well, the thing is, it doesn't, the businesses doesn't ma- don't matter, but what does matter is teacher recommendations. And when it comes to my teacher, Bill, a lot of companies come to him, and I thought he was just kind of saying this, but it's true. He specifically mentioned a couple different companies at this point of people who are already coming to him and asking for standout students. Ooh. Not for my class, but for the class above me because they're graduating. Oh. So So you're hoping to be in that group of elites. I want to be in that group where Bill thinks about, oh, Jake, you know, he does a great job and he has all his certifications because that's something that a lot of people don't have. And then when you get a good job, you can vouch for me. Exactly. And then the dream will happen. You and I will conquer your place of employment and we will rise to the top and we will stand on the ashes of our enemies and we will rule the empire. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Okay, glad we're on the same page. Absolutely. Guess we're ready for Song of the Week, huh? Yeah, I'd say we are. All right, let's move into Song of the Week. As is tradition around here, I normally ask you what your Song of the Week is. Oh, okay. But last week, you asked yourself what your song of the week was because you didn't want to go yeah well you're right so i guess i don't really have a point so i suppose i'll just ask you what your song of the week is all right so you might know these guys from such hits as cecilia mrs robinson and sound of silence these two are simon and garfunkel (gasps) brand new The simon the garfunkel yeah the Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. I love that name, Art Garfunkel. Art. So such a short, sweet, succinct, succinct. Is that the word I want? I think so. First yeah. name, just Art, and then Garfunkel. Garfunkel. That's like the sound you make when you're vomiting. Yeah. But no offense to this dude. <laughs> when, when I throw up, the next time I throw Garfunkel. up, I'm gonna say Art and then throw up. Art. Art. <laughs> and you're probably thinking, what? This what? isn't. This isn't a song of the week what? song. <laughs> And I was with you for a little while, and I was trying to justify bringing up Simon and Garfunkel because they're very well known. This song alone has like 7 million views. But you got to remember that this is a relatively old song, and people nowadays, specifically people who would listen to this podcast, might not have actually heard this because the hit I'm about to tell you isn't even in their top 10 on Spotify, but is one of my favorite classics of all time. And when I listen to it, it reminds me of... My high school days, for some reason. That's just when I listened to Even though it this. still came out way before you were oh, in yeah, high school. Oh, yeah, way before. So this song is called I Am A Rock. We will play 30 seconds of that right now, and I'll tell you why I love it so much after that. I built walls And fortress deep and mighty No need of friendship. Friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I am a rock. I am an island. Hey Jake, why do you love that song so much? Well, Tell us. Here's why. If you listen to the words, the song is basically about someone who is just he has either been 
heartbroken or someone who doesn't want to deal with anyone else anymore and they just retreat to whatever makes them safe and he specifically says like he world has of warcraft his, he has his books oh yes. well, i thought it to be world of and warcraft. his poetry and his mmorpgs <laughs> to protect him and he builds walls that none may penetrate and at the very end of the song it says and a rock feels no pain and an island never cries and when i was younger and naive and uh, emotionally immature, and very much introverted to the point of not even ever wanting to come to the middle of that spectrum. I was like, yeah, you know, this song is like rock solid strength. And then as I grow up, I'm like, nah, this is more like of a naive song emotionally mm. because you can't just you can't just do that, even though you might feel in the moment. Or for a little while that you just want to close everybody off and just be totally independent and never have to deal with anybody. Uh, ultimately, you can't do that. So it's not realistic. But that's what happens when you turn into an adult, man. You look at things like that and you're like, well, that's not realistic. But whole point of music is to take a moment in time. And even if it's not realistic, just make that song Make that feeling, or yeah, make the song the embodiment of the feeling. Wow. In the time. So when I listen to that song, it just makes me think of like when I was like that. And it reminds me of how I've grown in that aspect. Mm. And of course, it sounds good. And usually when I listen to that song, I go back and listen to other Simon and Garfunkels. So that's me. Do you like that song, Joe? Did you like it? I love that song. Yeah. I like to picture you in your room. It's painted black. You're wearing all black. You have your fingernails painted black. Am I listening to Rolling Stones painted and black? You're, yes. That okay. song just ended. Uh. And this song, the Simon and Garfunkel song starts. Mm -hmm. And it gets to the line where it talks about how an island doesn't cry. And you look up with a tear rolling down your <laughs> cheek. You say, but a Jake does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the image I have in my head of you listening to this song. That's right, man. That was me. And hearing you continue to explain how, what this song means to you, it just further you know, solidified in my mind that that's exactly how you were in high school. If I was more, if, I think if I were more outgoing, this might seem... I don't know if it's ironic, the right word, but hypocritical almost. If I was more outgoing, I probably would have been emo. Huh. But I was so like, I don't so want to stand out in right, any way. Right. That's interesting. I am just going to feel that way inside, but not like look that way. Huh. That song ended and then... Screamo. Silent, sound so of silence bad. began. Mm -hmm. How's that song start? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, we say it a lot, Joe. That, that's going to be your uh, funeral song, right? Was that what you decided when we were playing? Oh, we no, played Jackbox no. this weekend, Oh, yeah, that too, was fun. That. Yeah, that was fun. Um, no, someone had said that. I think Adria did. And your wife said Bohemian Rhapsody, which was a great choice. I said that, too. Oh, I said Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Yeah, which is not even... Why? Why would you say that? Because, okay, I forgot about <laughs> Queen for a split second. <laughs> but Viva La Vida is... 
my that is the song that reminds me of senior year of high school and that was the first single that i listened to that i was like this is an amazing song that goes way beyond like billboard top 20 like this song is going to be permanent uh-huh and <laughs> i just like to say i'm right <laughs> because if you go if you listen to 1079 and other variety mixes, you'll still hear that song come up. Yeah. Because I think it was just so well done. Beautiful yeah. song. Yeah. So how about you, dude? I speaking of yeah. Viva La Vida. Yeah. That song, wow, that, that song kind of holds like an important place in my like musical my love for music. Yeah. Um when that song came out, I wasn't really familiar with like I didn't really listen to music. Right. I listened to I think I at, at that point I had experience with Linkin Park, and that was about it. I mean, I, I listened to Meteora and um, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park, but that was about all I listened to for music. So when I heard this song, heard Viva La Vida on the radio, and I would hear it playing in like Walmart when I'm there, like shopping with my family and stuff like that. I remember thinking, this is just this is music like I've never experienced it before. Mm. It's so good, and for years that song was one of my top played tracks as well. And I don't know why you and I haven't duetted the hell out of that thing. We're gonna. <laughs> we will now. It uh, it led into my love for Coldplay, and you know some of their earlier albums are still some of my favorite albums of all time. And mm. I, I just I died. I never really thought about that till you were talking about it. How that held like a musical, like a very important musical. I don't know. Had a, importance. Yeah, had a lot of importance. It, it did. The whole album, I think. But specifically, Viva La Vida. I didn't really... I don't know that... It's funny that I love that song so much. I don't think I listened to that album very much. Mm -hmm. I listened to Milo Zyloto, and then the album that Yellow was on, was that Parachutes or X and Y? I want to say Parachutes. Yeah. I listened to that album a lot, too. But somehow I skipped over... I don't even know what the name of the album was that Viva La Vida was on. Was it called Viva La Vida? Was that the name of the album? Death and All His Friends. Either that or Viva La Vida. Mm. Cause Death and All His Friends was another song. Strawberry Swing was was a song. It's just very like really light and airy. Yeah. Cool, cool stuff. That's why Good I songs. liked Milo Zyloto because yeah. it was it was one of the sugariest. It still is one yeah. of the sugar sugariest pop albums ever. I got a lot and of I hell in high school for I, listening to Coldplay. What well, I'm kind of proud of myself though because I was a senior in high school, but I was totally willing to admit that I loved Coldplay, and tons of people. No one like bullied me. <laughs> <laughs> for liking you Coldplay. look oppressed yeah no one was no one was oppressing me but um oh people would joke around all the time like oh listen to, here's jake listening to Coldplay or something and i played guitar here a lot at the time and i named my band hot work which is the opposite of cold play yeah 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 and <laughs> people are like oh, of course you did you freaking nerd you nerd yeah you Coldplay loving nerd. <laughs> I don't know how you can listen to Coldplay's music and be like, "This is bad." Like it's they not. have so many good songs. It's I think people just give them hell because it, it's like you too, kind of generic. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's generic. It's just chill. It's very right. most of the music is just like really chill, and I think a lot of people don't look for that type of thing. The people who dislike Coldplay, at least in my experience like more exciting 
exciting music. Coldplay is not really exciting. No, yeah, it right. is though in some way because I was really like Viva La Vida was exciting to me. Listening to that, I want to say, I want to say I had my first M50s then, or no, not quite, not quite. But when I did listen to Viva La Vida for the first time with my first pair of M50s, I was like, wow, <laughs> because the the density of that song yeah. is, is it's pretty thick. There's yeah. a, there's a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. of sounds going on. And when you have a nice pair of headphones, you can really hear them. Appreciate and those sounds. It just made me love that song even more. Yeah. I think there's a video floating around on YouTube of Mystery Man and I in my bedroom my, of, of my parents' house mm-hmm. in like 2008. When did, when did Viva La Vida come out? 2008. Yeah, okay. So it was definitely 2008. Yeah. <laughs> Me, uh, we each had a guitar and we're playing that song, singing it together. And Mystery Man's dad was like over visiting my parents. That's why he was there as well. And he had, was it the first iPhone that was out in 2008 yeah. or whatever? And uh, he videoed us. Like he pushed the door open and through a crack in the door, he videoed us playing. And of course, as soon as we looked up and saw what he was doing, we stopped immediately. <laughs> we were like, no, <laughs> we don't like Coldplay. No, we can't be recorded. <laughs> we were playing Metallica. <laughs> and I, I believe he, he didn't post it to Facebook then because not many people use Facebook right. in 08, but it's on there now. I think, it, I think it'd be fun to go find that. and That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Have we even done my song of the week? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I think I tried to. We've and then you, you, had, so, you said something we've else. We've been talking so much. We've just been. We've been doing that quite a bit lately, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, we're all... talking about music. <laughs> you looked at me like right? you were unsure. That's okay. That's okay. Right? Is it? I, I don't know. You tell us, listeners. <laughs> so, my song of the week is by a dude that I discovered back in 2014 and then totally forgot about. And rediscovered like four or five days ago. Okay. His name is Haywire. H-A-Y-W-Y-R-E. Extreme. Extreme. Surprise, surprise. He does 80s sounding techno (laughs) pop electronic stuff. Yeah. And he does most of his stuff live in real time. Like it's, they're all one take videos. So that adds like a, it, it gives me a level of appreciation when listening to his music, knowing that he did it all in one take. Yeah. But anyway, here's 30 seconds of his track, Tell Me. What did you like about that song, Joe? Why would you ask? Tell me. me. I love the vocal effects Wait, he used. Tell me. Oh, tell you're, me. oh, you're so clever. Uh-huh. The name of the song is "Tell Me," and you made a joke. Yeah. Look at you. I'm good. Why are you here? I don't know. I should be you should higher. Be writing for a night show or something. Probably SNL. Yeah, I, I honestly think so. That's a funny joke. Mm-hmm. I like the vocal effect for sure mm-hmm. because he's like. If you watch the video, whatever notes he's singing, he's playing on the piano, and the piano's like applying this vocal effect and making the note 
making his voice that note. And I think that sounds pretty cool. And just the mix is really good and it's funky and I like funky. Yeah. So I don't have much more to say about it than that. Uh, this, the track that I heard of his back in 2014 was actually like a remix of a Michael Jackson song. Oh, Smooth Criminal. I Smooth think Criminal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing that when it came out and I really enjoyed it. And then he just kind of fell off my radar and I totally forgot about him. I probably forgot about him because I subscribed to him with my... Old account? Yeah, with my old account that, that Google deleted on me. Oh, So I yeah. lost all my subscriptions. Dude, I had like 300... And you lost all the cool videos. All the... Yeah. Don't remind me, dude. That makes me so sad. Dude, your childhood is like not documented uh, anymore. Now you're like the rest of us. I wonder I, I wonder if they like... If Google keeps track of like hours watched on a YouTube account. Because that account of mine probably would have had like... I don't know, 5,000 hours of YouTube watched. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and on my videos, oh, I had a video with like 200,000 views. Mm. Oh. And I had 400 subscriptions on that channel. Four, or that account rather, 400 subscriptions. Most of the channels that I was subscribed to had like 10,000 subscribers. They were like super niche little channels that put out quality videos. And I'll never remember all of those. Oh. Yep. Too oh, bad. YouTube done me wrong. I agree. <sighs> Gotta call him up. Doesn't work. There's no number to call. There's no YouTube customer service number. You gotta drive to YouTube like that guy from Winslow. Oh, yeah, that his account was removed or something. Something, yeah. And he drove to YouTube. Yeah, just be a little less uh, violent. Right, yeah. Yeah. Just be, I'll speak. be the second mainer to drive to yeah. YouTube and demand my account back. Give it or to else. me. You guys feel that? The air just got like heavy. Thick. Oh, yeah. It's dummy like, thick air. It's like thick with <laughs> four C's. It's dummy thick. Too thick, dude. Too thick to handle. Anyway. If the air had cheeks, they'd be clapping. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're leading into the main topic which is basically apologies so one of the reasons that this is what we're talking about this week is because for the last week and a half the concept of apologizing and when when not to apologize has come up in a couple different facets of my life one of which being school believe it or not so I have one class that is basically a computer technology fundamentals class. And the whole goal of it this semester is to give us our A-plus certification, which I'm taking the second half of on Friday, and hopefully I get that. And one of the topics of the second half of that certification is professionalism. And they're teaching us about how you should act around customers. Seems pretty easy, but there are a couple tricky things. And one thing I learned is that you shouldn't just say you are sorry. It's going to sound obvious, but you shouldn't just say you're sorry unless A, you really mean it. B, you say that what you're sorry for. So you can't just say, I'm sorry, and then leave it at that. You got to actually say what you're sorry for. And C, don't say it if you're not planning on doing anything about it. That stuck with me. Because I was like, oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And that's cool that they're training 
people, kids, but you know, mostly 18 year olds, 19 year olds in my class of, uh, they're training them how to act like that around customers. And you guys know when you're laying in bed at night and things go through your head and you're just trying to sleep and your brain's like, Hey, remember that cringy thing you did when you were 13 or, uh, Sometimes it goes beyond that, and it's like, hey, remember that time that you, like, destroyed a relationship? Or remember that time when you completely broke someone's trust or hurt their feelings in in such a way that you, you feel profoundly sorry for and you wish that you could say something? Well, I have a couple of those scenarios, one of which we can vaguely discuss um, the other of which you told me off mic and that you said I definitely wasn't to say anything about. Right. Well, that makes it sound really bad now. Oh, it's real bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Basically, just... <laughs> what Jake did is he, and then he, and then you wouldn't Joe. believe what else he did. He no. also, and then he. You just, oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it was just... dark. Oh no. So yeah, it it's not like terrible but it's just not something i would want to speak in public about but there is one thing and that is i i had a relationship i'd say in like 2010 to 2011 that ended really badly and i could have handled it a lot better with <laughs> is that who you're talking about <laughs> who lives in <laughs> That's the person. Well, I was really immature at the time, and I didn't really know how to handle it. Was, it was my first, I wouldn't even say first real relationship because it was only like, man, it was only like five or six months of real relationship in that. But that's that's a relationship. Yeah. Five or six mm, months? It wasn't an adult. Let's just say this. It wasn't an adult relationship. Okay. Adria and I, are the only adult relationship I've ever had. And I, think, I know the difference. I now. think until you're like in your mid 20s. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, at least mid 20s, having an adult relationship is far more rare. Oh, yeah. Than just having other like casual relationships. It, it blows my mind when people, like actually today, uh, a good friend of mine is celebrating a 10th year oh, yeah. anniversary. Yeah, you know who yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do, I do. And I'm just like, wow, that's. Insane, like I mean, you too. Nine years, not today. Nine years in November. Yeah, it's like crazy how people can meet at such a young age and then grow together from early teenager years or mid teenage years. Yeah, it, it's like blows my mind. It's very impressive. So yeah, I didn't handle it very well, and I was like twenty. So I ended up basically. Long story short. short I'm sure long I long story shirt. Long story shirt, man. I got my long story shirt right now, the XLT. Well, I hurt her feelings and I did not handle the breakup very well. You freaking doo-doo pants. Yeah. How dare you? I was a jerk. I'm familiar with this story. Yes. Because we've talked about it before because it's a small world. And I don't want to say more than that because I don't know what information we want sharing. Oh, people have uh, people have come up to me and say and tell me that 
they've heard a version of the story that is wildly inaccurate. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh man, you live in a small town. This is what happens. Yeah, right. But, but anyway, it. I think, and this might not be a bad thing, but I think you're harder on yourself than you need to be. Like, and I think that's pretty normal for most people. They put themselves under a microscope that no one else does. But what about the other person in the situation? Because at least for a moment in time, you were under their microscope because you were close. That's true. And people don't forget about how you make them feel. And how you feel is in the moment. And if in that moment you did something <laughs> terrible, or what you perceive as terrible, then it doesn't really matter to me what the grand scheme is. Well, it does matter to me a little bit. Ultimately, what the, how what the person, person feels, right. it doesn't matter what the grand scheme is. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder, is it worth it to apologize? Because sometimes I'm like, man, I really should just shoot a message and, and just genuinely say, you know, I, I wish you well. Uh, I'm very, I really do apologize for the way things were handled and things like that. But, then you're like, well, is it just like opening a can of worms, if that's the right phrase, where sometimes it's just better to just forget about forget it. Forget about it. Because and then there's always the op- the chance that the other person is way past it. They right. don't care anymore at all and they would think that by you caring it's just like dumb, you know. And then, I think that th- this relationship yeah i don't think the other party would care (laughs) at this point like they've had some significant milestones in their life right right that i think they're like they're past you dude oh i know no 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 and i'm saying that as a joke mostly but like yeah i just i don't think that the other the other story that you told me yeah i can understand how that would still weigh on your mind but this the one with this relationship this one weighs considerably less on my mind. Yeah. Uh, but it's so, still like, and, and, and I know you're kind of joking, but I know it kind of sounds like I would I hold myself in like such high importance where I would think that they would still care. But No, I it, was kidding. I it, did not mean it like that. <laughs> it's not, but it's not that. It's just, it's, I genuinely feel bad about times in my life when I made people feel bad. And I'm I'm happy to say that those times are very very rare because I I really hate making people feel bad, and I that's prob I I think I've only done it twice, and now you know both stories. Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> yeah, you don't think I'm you have tooting. a story? I don't think. so. I was so. gonna ask you. I don't think that there's ever been a time that like I've genuinely. Well, what was the phrasing you used? Just like disappointed. Broken trust. Broken trust. And hurt somebody. I've only... It sounds terrible. So... No, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, it, it It hurt... It sounds childish to say hurt someone's feelings, especially in today's atmosphere where people use that as like, oh, did I hurt your feelings? But Because but, it's not to belittle that because if if someone hurts your feelings and makes you feel bad... Like that's that's a big thing to you, right? And you don't forget that. Hmm. So, and I, yeah, I was curious if there was any situations because, 
listeners, uh, for the past, well, this whole season, we usually bring up the topic we're going to be discussing a couple days in advance. And we try to think about things that relate to that topic to bring. And, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. But it, I was just curious if you had a story or something that you could kind of relate to this. No. <laughs> See, Joe, Joe's the real perfect person. <laughs> Did you say that on mic or not on mic? What? That you said, you said whenever I think of a perfect person... I think it Jake. Oh yeah, on. that was off mic. That oh, okay. was before well, we started recording. <laughs> well, I see, haven't said it though. See you now, said Joe it. is the Joe's the perfect person. I'm trying to think back to see if there's anyone I wronged, and so first, obviously, I'm going to look at past relationships, right? Because that's the big one. Yeah, I've been, clearly those I've, are my two. Right, I've been with my wife since we were 15 and 16. Right. You don't have the chance to. <laughs> so I had a girl, one other girlfriend before yeah. my wife. And we dated for like on literally on and off yeah. for like six months. And she broke up with me like four times in that six months. <laughs> yeah. And then I ended things like a- at the end. I remember the story and it's great. But I don't like... <laughs> We were yeah, like, no, we you were like, four, feel bad. she was, I think she was 14 and I was 15. Yeah. And I, there was like a, we broke up so many times that it was like, are we really even like dating? <laughs> like what is going on here? So there wasn't really any type of like disappointment. I was never mean. Right. Um, we just stopped dating after like four or five breakups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, other areas of my life, like, uh, well, I yeah, you actually might be in the situation where you haven't really experienced it because I think the most common place to experience something like that would be in relationships. Right. I'm trying to think if there's like any friendships I've had where I've like wronged someone that I can think of one. <laughs> oh no, Jake, what have I done to you? <laughs> nah. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what I've done to wrong you. Uh, I mean, friends fight so like i've had like you know arguments with my good friends in the past but they never last more than like a day or two at a time like there's i don't feel like there's anyone that i've like cut ties with that uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i don't think there is i mean it's pretty good I feel bad because like you, <laughs> you shared, want to be part of it. You shared two this like really story. Yeah, like two really deep like personal stories, and I'm over here like I know how you <laughs> feel, dude. But I don't. I've never felt it. <laughs> yeah, I want these feelings. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you brought you you brought up a very good point before we started recording. You mentioned how the story that we don't want to talk about on mic. Yeah. Um, you didn't know if you wanted to apologize because you couldn't tell if it was for you or if it was for the other person oh, that you were apologizing. Yeah. And I think that's the defining factor. Okay. I think that if your sole goal is to make you feel good right, without really thinking about how you're making the other person feel, it's not worth apologizing. Right. And I think what you should do instead is take some time 
in reflecting on those feelings that you have and why you feel bad and how you can take those feelings and turn them into something productive to, you know, avoid a similar situation in the future. I don't think that at that point, apologizing accomplishes anything. No, because it, it could be, it could lift something off your chest, but really that would be a selfish thing to do if A, it either didn't really do anything for the other person or B, it made things worse with the other person. Right, like right. thinking, why would you bring this up now? Yeah, and you could, you, your immediate thought when you've like wronged someone and you feel bad about what you've done is to apologize. But there are other ways that you can like, make that right with yourself if apologizing isn't necessarily the right move. Like this girl that you had a past relationship with, she, at this point, an apology is not going to do anything. Right, it's pointless, her. right? Like she's going to, you, you'd send her a message saying what? Like, hey, that <laughs> short relationship we had 10 years ago, I I'm know. real sorry about how that ended. But I still feel bad. Like, Of course I don't know. you do. And yeah. That's because you're a good person. But... <laughs> she's not going to benefit from that in any way. Right. Like, right. I don't know, maybe, like, are you friends with her on Instagram or Facebook or anything? No. Okay, well, you couldn't, I was going to say, like, maybe, like, casually, like, like a post of hers here and there to, like, I don't know, not to be, like, we're friends again. To, like, but slowly slide slide <laughs> back into, like, a, a go from, like, awkward to, like, a regular person <laughs> that you know. Right. No, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that, for her, there's no point in apologizing. For There would be a point for you, but I think instead of using that energy, that the emotion you have that drives you to want to apologize, you should be using that energy to improve yourself so you can figure out how to not do that to like your current girl. Right, right. Adria. Yeah. Specifically Adria, not one of the other girls you've got. You play a you. I know, man. Got a little black book. Now, the other situation that you told me about. Yeah. That one might be worth apologizing for. Right. Right. Now, I wish we could get into details because, ooh, listeners, are they juicy. Juicy. You said this one, like, you actively think about pretty regularly. Oh, yeah. And you told me that, like, you empathize with her side of things and how that must have made her feel at the time and maybe right. now, maybe yeah. she thinks back about it now. If it's something that you think she needs to hear an apology for, then I think maybe it's worth it. But you would want to brainstorm how to approach There's no it. way to know for sure. There's absolutely no way. Yeah, I know. It's been so long. I know. Like you really screwed the pooch and missed your opportunity years yeah, ago. Kind of. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I just, honestly, the story wasn't that horrible. I no. think you're thinking that it's worse than it was. Probably. I mean, we all do. She might not even remember. That would blow my mind. Can you imagine being worked up about something that you did to someone else and then they're like, what? Oh, oh yeah. Like, right. whatever. I'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so why don't you just pretend that's what happened in your own brain? Because then I'd, I'd know that that's a fantasy. Is it? Yeah. Is I, it real life? Or, or is it just fantasy? <laughs> yeah. Because I know it wouldn't be real. So really, this is a question for you guys. I mean, if you're still listening at this point, 
I'm sure if you've had similar situations to me or can can kind of feel feel the way I feel, if you've had situations where you have kind of stayed up and been like, dang, you know, that was one of the worst mistakes of my life and, and you broke someone's trust and you you made them feel bad and, and you haven't really officially apologized. How, oh, I was going to ask you a question, like, how does that make you feel? Um, and I don't know, feel free to message <laughs> us, I guess, but that's like a therapist thing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, I guess it's, it's something worth thinking about. And, and remember that, like what we're talking about now, don't you got to think about the other person? Obviously, like you can't just apologize for yourself. You got to really think about if it's worth apologizing for. If right. it's something that is, I don't know. It sounds it sounds so bad phrasing it that way. Is it worth apologizing? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. All right, I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from here. I just I just want I just want to hug people, you know? I just want to hug you guys. <laughs> Jake, I'll give you a hug after they we're done all this. All right. I'll give you Sounds a, good, man. a bro hug. Sounds good. Every now and then, a bro just <laughs> needs to give another bro hug. That's right. <laughs> you know, there's no shame in that. Oh, one thing I can talk about real quick before we go. I forgot to talk about this in the beginning section. My 10-year high school reunion is this June. I'm not wow. going, but it's this June. 10 years since you've been out of Ten years high school? since I've been out of high school, dude. How's that make you feel? I graduated in 2009. I mean, it doesn't make me feel old because I'm, I'm 28. I don't feel old, but it does make me feel like, wow, that is a lot of time that's gone by and I'm tempted to call that time wasted but that would belittle all the good things I've done like uh be start my relationship with Adria and things like that it's mm. pretty much the only thing and go back to school <laughs> but what an accomplished geez, let me years. tell you the first six seven years of right after high school that was pretty much a waste I didn't do nothing I tried to and I just kept failing at things so <laughs> it's kind of a harsh reminder of the fact that we have a limited amount of time on earth and if you look back at a decade and find more wasted time than productive time then it's time to reevaluate a little bit and be like hey i don't want to do that again i'm going to set some goals for myself like try to quit caffeine or try to start coding in the summer Try with to your, with your boy. No, we're going to try to make some games. If you and I put our brains to it, yeah, and our minds to it, and do not give up. Oh, I know. We can make a living on making Android. Games. I honestly, yeah, I, I feel know it. we both we can. Do can. It. We both have great ideas. You have good technical skills. I can learn those technical skills. You're gonna have to. Yeah, because my te- I don't think my technical skills are as deep as you think th- uh, you're thinking that i'm better than i am well you're better than me that's but it's not hard okay that's that's true <laughs> yeah. i'm a, definitely better at programming than you are but yeah. i am not that good yeah well i have we'll, an, we'll I, better i have an entry level programming job yeah for the state of maine i'm not amazing <laughs> we'll get there man we're yeah. gonna make some clicker games 
Yeah. Jake and Joe show podcast games. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that thick episode, heavy episode. And uh, I'll try to throw up a post. I've, we've been really bad about social media again. I'll try to throw up a post in a couple days um, regarding this topic, and maybe you guys can comment on it. We'll try to think of some questions to ask, start engaging. Um, that being said, I guess it's time to log off. We have Whoa. five episodes. No, four episodes. Six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, we have five episodes left. Yeah. I, I've been saying four this whole time. Oh. We have five episodes left. Oh. 76, 7, 8, 9, 80. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, of the whole season, we've got some great ideas coming up. I know we say it all the time, but uh, that's just how Joe and I operate, man. We have great ideas, and 5% of the time, <laughs> something comes of it. Yeah. So, that's not but say we're not But the 5% of the time, it, it does happen. It's good stuff. It's Okay. It's, it's some okay it's, stuff, it's let decent. me tell you. <laughs> it's like on a scale of one to ten for a Seth Rogen movie, it's like four or five. It's like a four or five. <laughs> it's All on right. par. All right, guys. Have a great week. A smashing week. Smashing. Oh, behave. Hey, wise word. Don't think I forgot. I'll never forget. Shagadelic. Shagadelic. I don't think that's a real word. Not really, but it's from Austin Powers. And that's how you're feeling? And I'm feeling groovy, baby. Groovy, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to leave this town. Cause they the been feeling down. The cold nights just don't feel the same. Oh, 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 oh. back my life inside a